Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hello. How are y'all tonight? Doing great. All right. Good, good. Well, let's go ahead and kick off. Um by talking a little bit about what got you through or what you're grateful for this week. Um, so who wants to jump in first? Anybody? Um, I am grateful for safety and mm. insurance. Yes. <laughs> um, it's been a hectic, hectic week. My mom's job was on lockdown earlier this week for a potential active shooter. Oh, no. Um. And that's probably one of the scariest things, like, oh. so yeah. thankfully everything was fine. And you know, I got the guy in another place, but just that waiting mm-hmm. and like finding out about it on Facebook, like, wait, what? And text, like, what the? Oh, wow. Um, And it was the same day I was at the doctor's office mm-hmm. for three and a half hours. So I was like kind of stuck. I didn't have a battery charge. It was just like, come oh. On day. So grateful that everything worked out right. I did not pay for that horrible doctor's appointment (laughs) either. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're not being billed for this one. It was bad. Oh, I waited. I, my appointment was 145. I was taken back to the exam room at 319. My doctor saw me at 420 in that exam room. Wow. That's horrible. Oh yeah. Oh the the email they will receive. Yeah. So I um, went straight to that billing office and been like, so you. you oh, I to have, not oh, that I, to my I told care. the doctor. I said, so what are we gonna do about this wait? She was like, I'm not gonna charge you for this. She was like, they should have told you. While an hour. I'm sorry. This is so beyond the segment. No, an hour crazy. waiting in the waiting room for an hour. I overhear them tell a customer or patient who came in, um, there's actually a two hour wait to be seen. I said, a what? Because nobody told me that <laughs> when I checked in, nor when I made, yeah. I made my appointment at 12 p.m. because I was still sick. And I was like, when can I be seen the soonest? It was like, well, you can come in today or Tuesday. So I was like, all right, well, I'll come in today instead of having to wait over the weekend. Oh, my goodness. At that, you knew at 12, at 12 you had that she hours. was behind. Yeah. Right. And the doctor, when I saw the doctor, she was like, they should have told you that when you made, she's like, everybody's, well, they were supposed to be telling everyone That's that. That's ridiculous. And I love that doctor. The doctor is amazing, but I told them this would be my last time. I'm, so I'm finding, I'm looking for a new primary care. I was on the phone in the waiting room calling other premier. Okay. <laughs> the earliest they had was March. Oh, I, I, I swear our medical system Bad. structure is just getting Bad. so much worse. Like, it is, it is yeah. bad. Everybody's new patient appointment was like, oh, we can get you in as early as March. March, I can't breathe today. No, no that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'll give you my um, primary care yeah. number. Yeah, black owned office. Oh, nice. Yeah. Even better. Definitely. But yeah, that's so ridiculous. It was a long day. A I'm long sure. day. I'm glad day. your mom is safe. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm really glad. 
that weight is actually really horrible. I remember yes. when Shari and I were at work under an yes. active shooter lockdown. Yes. In the middle of therapy sessions. Mm. Yes. And that's uh-huh. a horrible feeling to have. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It Absolutely. is. <clears throat> what about you all? What got you through? Um, oh my goodness. Did I make it? I made it through, right? You made it. You made it. You made it. You made it through. What is it? Oh, I love that song. You made it. Oh. You made it. It's Sunday night. You made it, girl. I made it. I think what really, what has gotten me through are my our fuzzy socks. Hey, century. And weighted blankets. Century. Yes, I have on the fuzzy socks you gave us last time I was at, we were at your house right now. (laughs) Yes, fuzzy socks. (laughs) Yes, I've been trying to get my mind back right for re-entry into work, which Mm -hmm. start, well, I don't know. I re-entered back into work probably Wednesday, but then re-entry back into my full-time, not my side gig starts on Tuesday. So I've just been trying to like, you know, relax my mind, relax my body. And so as soon as I made it back to my home, I've been away from my home for probably like two weeks. So, so um, and the first thing I did was pulled out my Christmas gift, fuzzy socks Mm -hmm. and put them on. And these are not like your typical fuzzy socks. These are the ones that they come up to like, calf height and they almost are like boots like like thigh socks socks and so they're like extra thick i love them i got them from my my future mother and father-in-law for a christmas gift and then i asked for a weighted blanket so i got a weighted blanket so i have been under a weighted blanket and wearing my fuzzy socks there you go so that is nice That is nice. Yeah, you've been away from your home for a very long I can't time. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Um, the thing that got me through this week, I, I so this week was the week I started to share my news at work that I was leaving, um, with coworkers, with my intern, with some of my clients, and so it's just a lot. I didn't, I didn't expect it to like hit me as hard um so many like terminations um basically all day I'm terminating with everybody um so it's just been a lot of like excitement but also it's kind of like sweet sorrow Mm -hmm. right parting parting is sweet sorrow so it's just been a lot of like yeah you know I'm happy but I'm also a little sad um so I think the one thing that's got me through is like being able to sit with both of those emotions and not feeling like I have to choose, like either I need to be happy that I'm mm-hmm. um, like moving here or I need to be sad that I'm mm-hmm. leaving, you know. So just like reminding myself to like sit with both emotions, the happiness and the sadness and it's just everything in between, you know. Um, so that's been something that's been getting me through the week is just reminding myself that there's been a lot. It's been a yeah. lot. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. Terminating. I, I hate it. It's so much harder than I, I thought. I hate it. I think more than clients. Oh, <laughs> yes. I hate termination. And I literally I'm told, bad. yeah, I said that to one of my clients because he, they were just like, oh, so 
so this is it oh. you know and i'm just like see nope like even now like thinking yeah. about it, i'm like about to start crying but yeah like it's hard it's so hard um because you you do like share mm-hmm. in the journey and mm-hmm. it's hard to pull out you of become that connected right you become yeah. connected to it and yeah. so and knowing that it's not just like me terminating with clients it's me terminating with like clinical therapy like seeing clients so a lot of relationships are shifting I'm not going to be doing clinical work so that is also it's just girl it's a lot it's been going through yeah so it's just a lot of change and I don't do well with change but like I've been trying to like be open to it and be you know just steadfast in it and grounded mm-hmm. in it um Good. so that's what's been helping just reminding myself to hold all of my emotions all of them awesome awesome well speaking of terminated that takes us <laughs> into our media minute um speaking on how little Bootsy has been terminated from the good graces of the kappas um, so. I don't know if um, our listeners are aware of been keeping up with, um, you know, the energy that has been surrounding Lil Bootsy and his violation um, with the Kappas. But if you're not aware, um, I guess it was a few days ago, um, Lil Bootsy posted a picture of himself wearing a Kappa Alpha Psi sweater. Um, now for those of you who are non-Greeks, um, this is a no-no, um, in the Greek world. If you have not earned, um, your Greek letters, you are not to wear the Greek letters. And so, um, the, you know, capital world took to social media to, you know, share their very much so um, anger towards what happened. Um, a lot of people said it was very disrespectful what he did. Um, I even saw <laughs> um, Lil Bootsy post something later that says, I guess he was trying to respond in a positive way. But he basically said, um, I will give, was it like $10,000 to the best shimmy? Yeah, he, he turned it around. I said, that's smart. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a really great way to kind of take this negative and try to spin it. Yeah, yeah. he's um, been handling it. <laughs> he's hilarious. He is. He, yeah, he's been handling it much. In jest. <laughs> he has. He has. Like yeah. trying, like him learning how to stroll. That was hilarious. Him learning how to shimmy. Um, right. <laughs> I, and or I love when he was first rip finding out that like the cap has been dancing to his song. He was looking at the video. He was like, woo. Boys clean and so it's been funny. Um, I've been annoyed at the discussions around it. We were talking about this before the show. This is where my elitism comes out, where a lot of people hate Greeks, is that certain certain things you're just not gonna understand, no. nor am I nor am I going to explain, and that's okay. Right. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of yeah, it's like I'm not going to go back and forth with people who are not Greek affiliated to explain why this isn't why this is something you don't do now granted no i'm not telling you got it you should be fighting or taking someone's life mm-hmm. over like come get out my letters no but it's just a matter of respect and i don't know why this 
so hard to abide by. And yeah. also, because they was like, well, then they shouldn't sell it to the general public. No, because people buy gifts, right. which is, right. I mean, you can go to, I can go to a freaking uniform store and buy a cop uniform with the right exactly. credentials. But the thing is, Bootsy went into a Greek store to get this shirt. He really right. did. He wasn't in Macy's and just happened to see it. <laughs> no. Thank you. He went and bought that. And like I'm willing to bet, you know, if he didn't know that it was disrespectful, uh, Boosie have his whole line name on the back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dude, that was disrespectful. Look. Right. Like, come on, dude. You went into, at best, uh, like a para yeah, store that maybe so, like, college yeah. wear and that happened to have. But it was to. just he like, was dude, your LSU brother campus. is, oh, he was? That's no. Right? Oh. That's but I'm like, your, isn't his brother a cousin of Kappa? Somebody in his family. Either way, it was. He knows. It was funny. Baton Rouge. Come on. To me, it was funny, but also like, all right, dude. But the thing that annoyed me the most was not it wasn't boots. It was everyone else like commentary around yeah. it. Especially like one, if you're not a Kappa. Right. Two, if, if you're, you're not, not Greek, Greek. Just like I. But I get it. I. Uh, that's just where my like. All right, I'm just not gonna I, engage. Yeah. So I even saw, so somebody on my social media um, wrote, um, are the Omegas going to come after George Clinton for throwing up the hook, right? Because, you know, yeah. their theme song is based is Atomic Dog. Right. Yeah. George Clinton has been known to throw up a hook. I have never two. seen George Clinton throw a hook. So, yeah, apparently, so somebody said that's different. It was a. It was actually an Omega that responded and said that's different because they were like, we've we have, um, he he has res- he knows he has respect for that. He was like, it's different in throwing up a a, a symbol um, mm-hmm. when you are amongst you know bros and you actually going out purchasing and wearing. The 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 ter- like do y'all think there's a difference? Do you think that's pretty much the same thing? I think it's the same thing because yeah. the symbol is still a fit. If you're not a member, you don't do anything that is that's, that's for members. I don't care how close you are. You're not a member. You did not earn the right to to do that. Um, but I'll leave that up to the omegas. That ain't my fight. Mm-hmm. So if <laughs> yeah. Like that's kind of where I'm like, eh, I'm all like my thing for 2020 conserve my energy. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that ain't my battle. That is too. Funny. Now, when Beyonce be throwing these little pyramids, you know, calling it the rock, she quick to throw it up. I'm like, all right, girl, you ain't slick. <laughs> right. You ain't slick. <laughs> that way you wanna be. <laughs> <laughs> Conserving energy. Another media minute of some young ladies who chose not to conserve their energy <laughs> were, <laughs> were R. Kelly's <laughs> two girlfriends who decided to have a very public <laughs> fight on Very social fun. media. So, um, did you all see this this clip? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, <laughs> listeners, if you were not active on social media, there was a very public. I believe it happened at like three o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday. So clearly these ladies don't have jobs. They don't work. No, they don't work. He ain't letting them work. 
better to do than to get on social media and further make themselves look crazy by fighting um, over some stuff related to R. Kelly. So one of the young ladies, I can't remember her name. I know one is Joycelyn and the and other Azrael. one is real is the darker skin. Azrael. Okay. So Azrael was, um, is now back with her family. And I guess her and her family went to go retrieve some of her belongings from, um, the home that she was staying at with R. Kelly and Joycelyn and took, um, some family members, I guess, to help her get her things. So Joycelyn was at the house and they were recording the whole situation. And apparently Joycelyn was upset that, um, you know, was it Azrael? Whatever mm-hmm. her name mm-hmm. Um, we'll just call her crazy number two. Um, <laughs> get her stuff. And said that she, it was very disrespectful that she was even coming to his house. Um, and they began to get into a verbal argument, which then later turned into a physical altercation. Physical fight. Over R. Kelly. And apparently the day that the fight took place was also R. Kelly's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which I believe he is celebrating behind bars. So mm-hmm. he, <laughs> birthday there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's this, what I just, uh, (sighs) I (laughs) want to see how this pans out because I, I want to sympathize with the victims. Um, some about Azrael is, is something I can't put my finger on it. It's giving me like histrionic vibes. Mm, Like that makes sense. It's which would make her a perfect victim. Honestly, like, It's it's something, uh, even like in like what'd you say? I said one of the things that made me feel like that was her intention and her plan all along was that she kept repeating to Joycelyn saying you were sleeping with me when I was a yes, minor. Yes, yes, minor, yep. and I was like, that's and that's when Jocelyn started throwing hands. Yeah, now uh, you like trying, you accusing me yeah. of a crime. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just seemed very like, are you working on getting your own reality show? Because honestly, yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody. Absolutely. I, I get like, opportun- and I hate to say because she is a victim. She's definitely a victim. Absolutely. Absolutely. They but all I, are. Yeah, yeah, I get like, not opportunist. Like, I think she, she's leaving because the money is gone. Mm. Um. And because honestly, who's paying like who's, who's paying, paying for, for this Trump? Who's paying for all of this? So I think it was a matter of time that they started going their separate ways. And I think there she was saying that Jocelyn was coming to pick up like his Grammys and getting his stuff. Because mm-hmm. even when they were showing, you could see things were being boxed up. Yeah. Um, and that's when they started going back and forth. So I guess Azrael was already starting to kind of like pull away. But mm-hmm. even like I went on her Instagram stories, she's she's a ham. Like she's very like. You can tell she enjoys the spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just curious. Like, I think she's probably going to be on. She's going to do a show soon on probably Wendy, maybe something. something. Yeah, some um, kind of interview. But I don't know if any of you all watched the second part of Surviving. I, had, I didn't watch I'm it. I'm just really curious to see how this, what happens next, especially if he remains in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, because now he's gone. Right. So what happens to... I don't know. Like what happens to the yeah, cult when your cult leader is gone? So right, yeah, that's a new leader rise. Yeah, like or they they yeah. find another person right. with the charismatic. Yeah, because what 
because they've been there for a while. So like, yeah. what are you going to go to work? Like, what do you do now? Does the other girl yeah. dropped out of school? You, you, um, you contact VH1 and see yeah. what they're on. You see what oh, they got. Oh, God, that's probably, oh, they're going to end up on one of these. Uh, like love and hip hop yeah. things. Oh, oh, that's not going to be good. Mona's probably already calling. Oh, him. yeah. Cause, mm. Yeah, because you know, she loves some messiness. She does. She Ooh. does love to capitalize on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the monetization of messiness mm. and trauma and trauma it's trauma well i hope both girls get the help and all of them get the help that they need even yeah. parents, her parents Ooh. too all of yeah. them this is weird Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's a tragedy weird. it's sad it's just sad it's a sad case bad situation it is um well yeah. Talking about um, broken relationships. So, uh, yeah, broken relationships and friendships going awry. <laughs> Today's topic <laughs> is all about making friends and being, what does friendship look like in adulthood? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to talk about a couple of things today. Just um, how do you make friends as an adult? How do you navigate the complexities of that? Um, how do you deal with conflict uh, in friendships? Um, distance? Yeah. And just kind of what do adult friendships look like compared to you know, those in childhood or teenage years or college years? So overall, just starting, what has been, let's start with this question. What has been like your biggest revelation or understanding about friendships as an adult? Mm, that's a good question. What has been my biggest revelation about friendships as an adult? Mm-hmm. I, I think... The first thing that comes to mind for me is that it's not that friendships as an adult are no longer about proximity and convenience. Yeah. So what I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, for the most part, um, you're when you're growing up, you know, your friends were people who were you know, in close proximity to you. They were your classmates. They were your neighbors. Um, you know, they were people you were in on rec teams with, you know, mm-hmm. so you develop those relationships because those people were, you know, in, in similar close prox, prox, you know, proximal distance to you. I think as an adult, I've learned that some of my closest and most meaningful adult relationships, you know, it may have started this um, location, but the ones that have been most meaningful have withstood distance um, and the access for them to be able to do or contribute anything directly to my life other than just that um, um, interpersonal connection that it serves. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think the same for me. Um, One of the biggest parts of understandings for adult relationships as I started to get older is less about like how much time you spend together um, but more about like when like when that time is spent together so like Mm -hmm. people showing up people being present people being there when it counts the most in a sense because I think yeah when I was younger a lot of my 
friendships were because we spent a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Um, we went places together. We did everything together. Um, we knew everything that like different parts of each other's lives. Um, mm-hmm. And as an adult, because everyone does have their own lives, sometimes it's hard to s- spend that amount of time, but being present in really important areas of life has mm-hmm. been one thing that's been really, really important. And I didn't think that it would transition into that, but that's been a big like learning point for me, like mm-hmm. showing up, being present. Mm-hmm. Um, I echo the sentiment about showing up and being present. I think for me, what I've learned in adulthood about friendships is being intentional and categorizing different types of friends and understand there are different types of friendships. Absolutely. Um, and knowing and, and managing my expectations around it. And I think that's been kind of like a shift is in like, okay, like they're acquaintances or like friends. And I was like, no, these are like, if I'm, you know, thinking I'm about to get arrested, these are the people who will know like, right. <laughs> like that, like the friends I can tell something really, you know, embarrassing with, and that all types have value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those, I think, have been my biggest takeaways. Yeah, yeah. I like that point about all types have value. Because right. I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's, you know, we look for those, what we make coin as like forever friends. Right. And mm-hmm. we put more value into those mm-hmm. relationships because we're like, oh, these are my ride or dies. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Where as being able to say, well, no, all of these people hold value. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Right. You know, there are different types of friendships and different types of relationships. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things um, that you you were saying, April, about um, different categories of friends, it always made me think about this this phrase that I used to, to tell people is I have like those select really, really close friends, right? And those friends know exactly who they are. Like they know that that they that our relationship is on like that level. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I also make it a point to never make any of my other friend other friends who maybe don't fit in that category feel like they're not as valued, you know, as someone else. Because I I have seen people kind of almost treat like, do y'all remember that song that like make new friends but keep the old when it's together goes? Is that a Girl Scout song? Yeah. But yeah. And I used to, I used to kind of like not like that because it was like, well, dang, like why, why they gotta be silver? You know what I mean? Like I understand (laughs) that there's different levels to friendships, but I think, what I don't like is um, different treatment and in, in what you say, like the that like they're all valuable. And I think sometimes people don't necessarily extend that same level of respect and value to I mean, it's going to look different, but I think it should still show like I value that aspect that you bring to this friendship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's important. Have you guys found it like as like going through adulthood? So I think 
leaving college and like life after undergrad (laughs) was very like things started to change. And so during that period of time, life after undergrad, um, I had a difficult time with like finding and establishing friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, One, because I moved, I moved to Minnesota, didn't know anybody there, just kind of kind of navigating that on my own. Um, It was really hard to like connect with people and Mm -hmm. make friends. Um, At that time, I thought, you know, the forever friends, they got to be, you know, if I meet a friend, it's got to be a forever friend. Um, Did you guys have periods of time where it was difficult to make those friends, to have those connections? I have been very fortunate to not have had those moments. Only time I think the the most recent example, I think, is when I go back to Birmingham, Mm. because so many of my friends have moved that is like, even though Birmingham is home, it's not my home in the same sense. You know, like my circle is not there. But Mm. for the most part, I've been very fortunate and blessed to have had people in places um, when I have moved that just like welcomed me right away and I and that's something I am very very mm-hmm. grateful for and I mean like literally from time I step off plane or or car there's all and part of that has to do with like just between Tuskegee alum and Greek is just you always know someone and yeah. those people eventually became um you know my support system so I will say that has been um like a, a a blessing is being mm-hmm. able. And I think what I have missed though is is those like solid tight yeah. like yeah connections because those take time to mm-hmm. be yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. And I had people like when I went to Minnesota like a lot of Grambling nights happened to be there yeah um for some strange reason um and so I had like people I knew, mm-hmm. um, people who like, if I was like, Oh, can you take me to the store or right, let's do right. this thing together like there. But I did, I missed that tightness, mm-hmm. that tight connection yeah. with someone like yeah. that was always hard or it had started to become hard to find or right. to build. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, um, you know, when we said that this was going to be our topic, um, I just, you know, I always like to kind of peruse the internet and see what, you know, little chat areas are talking about and different things are saying about certain topics. Um, and I came across this article, I think it was like NBC News or somebody did, and they were talking about like um, making friends as adults. And, yeah. you know, when people start to kind of see the, 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 the trouble in making friends as adults and um, I want to say it was Brigham Young University had did a research study and they were saying that you're around age 25 and older is when people start to see this drop or mm-hmm. this transition in their friend groups. Yeah. Um, and that's when people tend to start having the most trouble with like um, establishing new relationships. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if y'all can think like around the time when you notice, like not necessarily like you were having trouble making friends as adults, but if you notice around that time or sometimes similar when there just seemed to be kind of shifts or transitions that were happening within your, your friend groups. 
Oh my, when you said that, it just like, I thought about when I went to Auburn, Mm -hmm. I struggled. That was probably the first time. And I remember being, I struggled because I've always been able to make friends, like Mm -hmm. always. And moving to Auburn for graduate school, I was so alone. Like I remember just being sad. We're pretty much depressed. I realized it was depression. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, I just did the math. I was 26. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a couple of things that happened is I had left my circle and like I had a, a community in Florida that I had left and it was a great community yeah. um, and moved back to Alabama. So I'm back in student mode. I'm older. So I'm not like there's like we talk about proximity. I'm, pro- I'm proximal to 20 somethings, but like early 20s yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the people in my cohort were partnered or had like partnered up with someone else in the cohort. And I didn't have that. I was only black woman in my cohort and the other black male, he had a lot of stuff going on too. He was in housing. So he wasn't always able to kind of be around. So we both like, eventually we got closer throughout the years, but we both kind of had similar experiences because he was the only black male in the whole program. So another experience. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember feeling so alone and then feeling really upset with my Mm -hmm. friends for not coming to visit. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I may have had one friend that whole time. Yep. Who came to see me? And I just remember being like, dude, I'm two hours away from birth. Like, no. Yeah. Now, when I lived in Miami, folks was coming all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Couldn't, couldn't, uh-huh. Every weekend, somebody I was there. They were people away. I, <laughs> I moved to Auburn. And, uh, yep. Yes. That's how it was when I moved to Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no. Like, and, and that's exactly around that time. When I felt like, like you said, like that aloneness, which I now know is that de- I was definitely depressed. Mm-hmm. I was definitely depressed because I was I like I was away from my tribe, my group mm-hmm. and like having to navigate like what that felt like sitting with that and then figuring out like, do I want to get out and make new friends or do I want to stay attached to my people who were in Louisiana or like back down South. And so that was, I struggled. I struggled a lot during that period because everybody did, you know, in my cohort, um, people were partnered or people were from the area. So they had family in Minnesota or they had family in Wisconsin or, you know, the partner in states or the close states and little old me in, (laughs) you know, up there by myself. It was really difficult. It was hard. That was rough. I think that, you know, in our situation, well, in some ways, if you, if you can have a cohort situation where you can kind of connect to one or two people, you know, that's really helpful. But, you know, think about adults. Let's maybe, let's say you, you finished college. Now you're going out into the work world. You don't have kind of that ready-made circle, you know, for you to kind of then, okay, well, let me look within this, you know, small circle to see if I can establish, you know, relationships with people. You're like out in the work world. And I think that was where I had the most trouble when I moved to Florence. First of all, I did not move to a booming metropolis. (laughs) I did not move to the most uh, racially and ethnically diverse place. Um, 
you know, I did not move to a place that had a whole lot of activity and culture going on. So, you know, I already knew some of the limitations that I was going to have. But even in trying to um, connect myself with, you know, groups that had similar interests as mine, I still never really um, established connections here. And this is going on my fifth year here. Mm-hmm. And that has been really difficult. And I found myself, you know, very much so clinging to those, you know, previously established relationships because I couldn't venture out even well, I tried to, and I still wasn't able to kind of make those new connections. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you all think maybe are some ways that as an adult that you don't have this built in, you know, set of potential friends like we do in graduate school with cohorts mm-hmm. and that, like, how do you start? Like, where do you even start to try to initiate or build new friendships as yeah. an adult? I think you gotta, you gotta get out of your head that it's going to be anything like what you've had previously. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's the hard part is like, you're not recreating Mm-hmm. relationships like you're not doing a part two you are literally establishing new relationships and they are going to look different and you have to be okay with that kind of like what I said before about different types of relationships different type of dynamics like you might have a, a, a friend that y'all just eat lunch at work together that, that's just the nature of y'all relationship that's all y'all do is eat lunch together or chat about the favorite show and yeah. being and trying to make the most out of that. Um, but I think that the challenge of adulthood is also requires you to come out of your comfort zone. You got to go out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. many of us, we get comfortable. We get home. We put our sock fuzzy socks on. Right. We're not going out again. It's like, all right, well, you not like, get you're not going to be people. <laughs> right. 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 So you, you also have to get out and you have to do those things that you may not feel comfortable, but it's the only way you're going to meet people. And then being open to what that experience may look like especially with like for your situation when you're in a city where people don't look like you and that might be new having friends who don't look like you and what is that gonna look like so that made me think of um uh, something else so I used to go out by myself like so I got over the whole thing like well, I can't go out unless I got a friend with me to go out with me. Like, I've been got over that years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get dressed, I'll go out, I'll sit at a bar. One of the things that I struggled with, right? So, there used to be this local bar here that I would go to. I felt very comfortable going there by myself. Um, it was a Black-owned business. Um, so, it was kind of like a neo-soul kind of place. So, I really loved it. Their food was good. And so that became like my Friday night thing that I would do so I could make myself get out of the house and, you know, be social, even if the only person I talked to was bartender. Well, I used to go there and um, I remember, you know, going there, hanging out, talking to like the owner, the bartender, a few people that would sit at the bar. And I remember thinking, wow, I think the bartender is really cool. Like I really could see us like actually being friends, hanging out. And then I got like, but how do you say, well, hey, I think we should hang out sometimes, 
with and I felt really odd because I have done that before and someone has thought that I was hitting on them. Oh, gotcha. So then I've become very like not sure how to like mm-hmm. navigate that. Like it's it, because I, I would al- I would also think that maybe that would be uh, you know weird for guys too to not know like well what's the way to say it so that someone doesn't think <laughs> you're hitting what? on them like you're genuinely saying. I think you're just cool. I would like to hang out. Yeah. It was also funny that I said that in two weeks later, I think the bartender's girlfriend came in and got into it because there was a situation where some, it seemed like someone was flirting with the bartender. And I just remember going, I'm so glad I never actually <laughs> said anything because she probably would have thought I was trying to hit on her. But that has also kept me, I think from being able to establish friendships as an adult, because I'm like, what do I say to initiate, like to say, look, cause I'm really good when it comes to like guys and initiating friendship and saying, you know, let's hang out. Like you're cool, you know, and it can be nothing. And it doesn't have to be like a dating thing. I've met friends where it's never been like about a dating situation at all. It's been about, we're just going to establish a friendship. I have a hard time doing that when it comes to females. Mm, gotcha. What your thoughts are. That's interesting. Mm, Cause I'm the opposite. opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely usually I, for me, I with females, I'm very like forward and being like, Oh, you seem really cool. Like mm-hmm. we should hang out, you know, or yeah, like Shari mm-hmm. makes new girlfriends all the time. I'm like, uh, bitch, all how you time. doing this? Like, right. what are you doing? Cause I can't, <laughs> but a, a guy friend, no problem. And I usually like, if I make a new like girlfriend, it's usually because we've connected on something. Mm-hmm. So I'm right. like, Oh, you know, it's really cool. Like, I like the way that you dress. Like we should go shopping together mm-hmm. one day. Or, you know, something like that where it's not just like open, we should hang out open, like just open. It's a specific specific thing. Um, Usually with guys, I'm a little bit more reserved Mm -hmm. because I don't know what that dynamic is going to be. Like, I don't want that situation where they got a girlfriend and they're like, oh, I got somebody. I'm like, I'm not even trying to holler. Like, I really just want to hang out or their girlfriend thinks, Oh, you know, Mm. this girl is trying to move in on my territory. Um, Mm. but with, with girls, with females, I'm, it's usually on a specific thing. Mm -hmm. Like let's hang out specifically here or let's do this thing together. Yeah. I, I don't, I I don't have any issues with women, men. One, I got all them platonic male friends I want. So at yeah. this point, I ain't looking for no more right. male well, friends. Yeah. So if I'm engaged, if I'm engaging in conversation, it's because I think you're cute. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. Like I or may, and then later on, I realized, okay, we better off friends. But if, <laughs> right. initially, it's initially for it's for something else. <laughs> um, and maybe that's my thing. Like I'm, 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 I will strike up conversation with anybody. Yeah. And so, well, if it's a good conversation, up conversation cool. and then wanting to continue it is mm-hmm. kind of where because I was I think I may have joked with you about this 
most of the new like female friends I've met, I met them all at bars because I will go out to eat often yeah. and I'll often sit at the bar because you meet so many cool so people. Many people. Mm-hmm. So like Keisha, yeah. so, like Keisha and I met, we were at an, or I'll go to an event by myself mm-hmm. um, often and I'll just sit and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I met Keisha. We were both at the speakeasy. I think mm-hmm. Preach was having an event and we started talking. <laughs> um, Allie met her at a club yeah. um I call, okay so I my question my, to you is mm-hmm. how did you go from sitting talking to her and you know y'all at the bar to okay girl let me get your instagram or let me get your like what it what kind of it was it it was natural because yeah. i think with keisha she had said something about looking for work or was open to new opportunity i think we had to open the counseling center so i was like, oh well, let me get your number yeah. Um, so it was kind of it just flowed, and with right. Allie, we had we was all hanging out the whole night. So it was yeah. like, oh, let's get each other's information. Um, so it's kind of just oh, like, Allie. oh, this was fun. What are you on social media? Uh, give me your number yeah. in case we, you know, go out again. So yeah. for me, it usually starts off just as outing. Mm-hmm. Like I have a homegirl now. All we do is go out to eat together. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the only time we talk is to go out to mm-hmm. eat, out to eat, or to go or to a bar, to drink. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's a great friendship. Yeah, but and you know, I think one fun. way that's really easy, like you mentioned, is like asking, like, are you on social media? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are you on Instagram? Like, let me follow you on Instagram, and that way you don't have to feel like, oh, I need to text you for us to hang out. Mm-hmm. I can send a message through your Instagram. You know. Um, or send a DM or like your picture and leave a comment, that type of thing to build a little bit of that connection. Right. So as we're talking, I'm really, I'm, I'm sensing that my issue is I'm very awkward with making female friends. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so crazy because like, so for the listeners, we not only, you know, do we connect on the fact that we're like psychologists and mental health, but we're actually friends. Like the three of us are actually really good friends. And so how did, like, how did you connect with us? So again, I, so my friends are my, my friends. I can I can identify how it was a easy and natural way to develop my friendships. My I have my one of my closest friends from when I was in middle school. Yeah. I have my closest friend from when I was in high uh high school. I have my best friend from when I was in college. Yeah. I have my best guy friend that we became best friends after college, even though we knew each other in college. I have my, I have you who was, you know, who's became one of my best closest friends during, you know, after, during the graduate school thing, I have my girl group who was the BGCs when I was in my doctoral program. Like it was all connected to something related. Yeah. I have been separated from that. I have not even April. April is still connected yeah, to like career related friendship. That is true. Because we were leaving internships. She was coming in. She was the 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 black female one and only in that cohort. And we right. were like, Yeah, girl. Like <laughs> hang out with us. Black girl um <laughs> intern tribe. Yeah. We just all became, you know, good friends, but just without that peace. Gotcha. Um, like that, like that. It sounds like it, your, like, especially your female friendships are connected to, uh, like connected around like either an activity or like work or like a phase of life. 
Yes. All of my relationships are connected to a phase of life. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I think the reason why this phase was so hard for me is that I did not make those connections. Not to say that I don't have, like I have one coworker that, you know, I value her very much. Mm-hmm. Um, she is one of the ones that will, I'll be like, we haven't gone out to eat in a while or just sat and chat. Let's get together. Let's, you know, meet after work or we'll meet for lunch and we'll eat lunch together. And that has been very valuable to me. Shout out to Shannon. She's such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, um, anything beyond that, um, it, it has been, um, difficult. And the, the thing is like, I know how to interact with right, right. So it's, it's not a lack of knowledge around interpersonal relations. Um, but it's, it's the navigating the initial, making the initial connection, like the initial connection, some type of like reason. So I think if you don't have a reason, quote unquote, you know, to why you all would establish a relationship, I think that's where, I don't know. I that's where it's like, difficult. Yeah. But for some reason, it's not like that with, with guys. Yeah. And it, and the reason literally could just be to build that circle, you know, mm-hmm. Um, because here lately with a lot of the, like the female friends that I have made, like I've been very intentional about it because Mm -hmm. I am very much a part of team, no new friends. Like (laughs) I have been a part of that team for a while. I'm very much like, nope, I've got my two, I've got my three and I'm good, you know? Um, but I've had to be very intentional about saying, no, I actually would like to make more friendships Mm -hmm. and I want to make different types of friends. Right. And so I've had to be very, very intentional about saying, well, the only reason that I am connecting with this person, Mm -hmm. the reason is to make the friendship to be like, to have the connection, um, yeah, yeah. as opposed to, well, the reason is because we work together or the reason is because we go to the gym together. It's like, no, the reason is purely for the friendship or purely yeah, right. for the connection, you know? And, and so with, you know, me getting ready to move to a new city and start a new yeah. job and all those kinds of things, like I, I really, I'm very much so, you know, focused on, I want to have intentional you know, friendships, relationships as an adult. Um, and I don't necessarily want all those relationships to be because I work with that person mm-hmm. you know, or because I live next door to that person. Now that would be, that's perfectly fine and great. Um, but you know, there, I like you, Shari, like I want there to be like friendships because it's, it's an intentional choice mm-hmm. um, to like establish some kind of connection. It doesn't have to be a deep, connection just like a you know a, an acquaintanceship you know so I don't know. yeah no that makes sense like I, I I've literally just met people and been like no we should just hang out like you seem cool we should hang out mm-hmm. you know and that's basically like the basis of the friendship so like with Karina you know shout out to Karina like met her through another friend and I was just like girl you are cool like mm-hmm. 
hang out, you know, but I also know that my role in our friend group is typically the I'm bringing somebody else in. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, come hang out with me and my friends because mm-hmm. we cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to be that person. Um, I think April does a really good job of having like different groups of friends. Mm-hmm. I don't I do well so with that. Yeah. yeah, April, you, April, I look at April and I'm like, dang, you know, I need, I don't know, I need to like sit close to you and let that rub off on me or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like, for those of you, like, if you don't know April personally, like April has a personality, I think that, um, I think your authenticity like makes people yeah. navigate to you. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, maybe I just don't like people that much. I, <laughs> I know I don't. I know I don't. So I have to be intentional. <laughs> um, in my mind, I think I do. So see, see, listeners, like, y'all are not the only ones who, like, listen to this stuff, take things in. I am processing as we are doing this show and learning things about myself for myself. So, you know, if you are, if you are, you know, resonating with anything that I am saying, we are probably, you know, uh, kindred spirits and we, we, we need to do some work. Yeah, that is funny. Well, I think for me is I can talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, like, I actually, I enjoy talking to people when I'm in a mood, like when I'm not in the mood, that's oof, Jesus, I become, <laughs> um, but I like talk. I'm a talker. Clearly, if you listen long enough, um, <laughs> and sometimes it's just, that's really, I'm just engaged in the conversation. Um, so that's why like, my favorite restaurants are usually places where I know the bartenders, like mm-hmm. we have conversations. <laughs> It's like and it's, right. that's it, and I think that, and I think because I try to go in with like little expectations, because mm-hmm. when I was in Auburn, oh my God, and I was trying to find these. Oh, it was yeah. so bad. Like I constantly mm-hmm. felt like the third wheel, like trying oh, to hard. come into it. Pre, I hate feeling like an afterthought, mm. and when you are trying to enter like pre-existing groups. Oh it's very it's easy hard. for that to happen. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're going to the movies tomorrow at four. Do you want to come? Like, well, how long y'all been planning? The movie <laughs> right. Because right. it's, it's 2 p.m. Right. Like the movie. The movie started in two hours. You just remembered to invite me. That's what it means. Right, right. <laughs> that so, is funny. So, like the person trying to join into groups that have been around oh god it's so tough so i've just learned i've i've found it to be easier when it just starts well let's just talk let's just have a conversation and if it grows from that like we keep being able to have cool conversations then fine but oh trying to like join an existing group that's where i struggle i don't do well with that either that is I don't, that is a thing for me, like a button yeah. is feeling left out or an afterthought. So the moment I started up, oh, I'm good. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I don't do well with that. Cause I'm usually more introverted. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't speak much mm-hmm. in groups. Like I'm very, like I observe and you know, I'm very personable, you know, very like I can connect with people, but I'm usually just a little bit more quiet, yeah. you know, and for the listeners, they probably can see that, <laughs> you know, I just do a lot of internal processing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so joining existing groups, like it's really hard to do that because you're the new person. 
and you're quiet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, do you even want to be here? You know? So I think that's part of the reason why I'm usually bringing other people into my group Mm, um, because it's hard for me to go to other groups. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, So switch gears a little bit. Do you all know things that may make you a not so great friend? Yes. Oh, (laughs) I'm like, yes, (laughs) because I've had to be very intentional about like, as I go and like make new connections with people, I try to be very intentional about like learning about myself through Mm -hmm. those connections. Um, because you know, you definitely always want to know and be self-aware. I know for me, one of the things that sometimes makes me a not so good friend um, is for my friends because I tend to connect with like especially my close friends Mm -hmm. I tend to connect really deeply with them I tend to hold those people on a very high pedestal Mm -hmm. and that doesn't give them much room Mm -hmm. to um, wiggle Mm -hmm. right to be human and Mm -hmm. so I know there are times where I haven't been a, a good friend when I've been like oh my gosh you fell from that pedestal and now like I don't know what to do with you because I put you so high up here and now when you have that human moment it's like oh my goodness I'm so disappointed and I'm so hurt and I know that that can be really hard for some of like for some relationships to be in that space where I'm on this pedestal and now I'm just being human and you're very disappointed Mm -hmm. or you feel left out, Shari, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. So that's definitely an area that I have to work on. Yeah. I think for me, I think one of the things that probably makes me, could make me a not good friend sometimes is that sometimes I don't think I celebrate my friends as like in moments when they probably would benefit from being celebrated. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I think it's a personality. I think I do it because I, I personally don't necessarily like to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And so I think like I will do it and I might say, Oh, that's so great. And, you know, and I am like, but I feel is like very strong joy and like all these emotions and I'm processing all within myself. Like, and I might even just, I might go off on a daydream about like how this is like, how is it so great and how I'm so happy for this person and, you know, (laughs) thinking about all the things and what it's going to look like. And I don't necessarily take it outwardly Mm. and celebrate with them. Gotcha. Yeah, and I think sometimes that can come off as the the things that are going on in my friends' lives are not important for me. And it's very important for me. I'm just doing it like I'm feeling it in such an internal way that sometimes it doesn't come across. So, for example, I remember this. I'll never forget this. One of my um, sorority sisters and really good friends, her name is Alex. Hi, Alex, if you're listening, <laughs> I remember when she got married and I'll never forget this because I was so extremely happy for her because I had actually known her then boyfriend and didn't know that it was her boyfriend. Like they weren't kind of like out in public yet, but he and I worked together. 
And I used to be like, man, he is just so cool. I just love him. He's just such an awesome guy, blah, blah, blah. And then when I found out they were, that was who she was dating, I was like, oh my God, like, yes, like I can see y'all together. It's so wonderful. So when they got married, I was so like full, like just so much emotion because I know what a like great and wonderful person she is. And I knew what a great and wonderful person he was. And I was just like, God cannot have put two more like perfect people together. And so I felt like all these emotions, but I don't think I, I actually like said any of that to her or to him. And so I had to give the speech at her wedding. Mm. And at the rehearsal dinner that night before, I got really, I had like a really bad headache. I, felt I had a migraine. I just felt awful. And so I had to leave the rehearsal dinner early. And so I went home and I was talking to my mom and my mom was like, I started welling with tears. I'm actually about to cry just talking about it. I started welling with tears and my mom was like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I was like, I am so overfilled with joy. Like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Mm. But I never, I don't think I ever expressed that until I had to give the toast. And then I was a bumbling wreck. (laughs) Speaking at her wedding, I was like crying so hard and all this kind of stuff. And so I do realize, I think that I need to express those feelings that I have, like that are going on for me about my friends to them in a very like, y'all, I'm sitting up here wiping tears. Oh, Um, no. In a very authentic way, because I don't think that people sense like the amount of emotion and care that I have for them. Mm Because, you know, sometimes you have to tell people and, and show people. Yeah. 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 Um, I can echo that. And I didn't, I didn't even think about it until you started talking is I can do a, I could do a better job of being more expressive mm. of celebrations. Cause it's, it's, I'm not in it. I'm not an emotionally expressive person in that way. Like I'm, I'm, I'm short with words on that. And I think, if you don't know me, it may can come off like, oh, well, that's it. When I know that, like you say, so, oh, well, that's awesome. And I mean, and that, that would be it. Like, oh, I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean it. Like, I do mean yeah. it's awesome. Whereas someone else like, oh, my God, it's great. I'm just like, oh, that I probably sound like real nonchalant about it. It's like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not a like, let's just say yeah, you're really my personality. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think one thing I've noticed about me where I can do a better job of what ultimately make me a hard friend is I can go, I can get tunnel vision when a lot is going on and forget like to keep those connections or to continue to, like to check in with other people. And I'll look up and someone's like, oh yeah, I was having a really hard time. I'm like, shit, I missed that because like, I was in tunnel vision mode and I'm like, yeah, you can't, you got to figure out how to do that. Um, And then I think the other piece is I go internal as soon as I feel like danger zone, like, like if you hurt my feelings or if I'm hurt by a friend, I will go, oh, nope, we about to cut all these feelings off until I feel safe and protected. And for Uh me, that could take a long time and the bad part about that is I'm working on it like silently uh-huh. and it doesn't give the other person sometimes they might not even know like I have done a better job because there was a one point I wouldn't even say anything I'd be like oh that 
that's what you okay well all right well never mind we not do so i have done a better job of saying like hey that hurt my feelings but and i've talked about this before i think on other topics like that's my i should i will put a wall mm-hmm. up soon as like that that area has been breached is like mm-hmm. alarms go off and it's like Boop, we about to put this fortress up, yeah and it's gonna take a million years to even think um but that's not fair because it doesn't give people the opportunity to be human so i am trying to like work through that and figure out what does that look like and yeah yeah <laughs> no i think it's, like you said that's a rough space. Yeah. yeah 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 that's definitely a rough space to figure out like how do i navigate these things because right. that's one of the things i also learned like back to your first question as an adult um one of the takeaways or learning points that i picked up is that sometimes i'm not a good friend yeah, yeah. you know like sometimes i am the one that is you know, causing a little bit of discord and causing a little bit of grief in other people's lives. Uh Um, And that has always been a learning point for me. Uh Um, It's like, well, yeah, sometimes you're not a good friend. Sometimes you you were the problem. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like, oh, right. They don't feel good. No. It's like, oh, that's uncomfortable. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember complaining to a friend about something someone had done to me. And she was like, oh, yeah, you, you do that to me. Sometimes it's like, like, what? what? No, I don't. She's like, no, yeah, there feels like why do you say then I get mad? Why do you tell me? That's not and it's like, all right, April, calm down. Like own it, apologize. That was a hard revelation for me in general because I have always prided myself on being a good friend. Like I may be a hard friend, like oh, in some areas I'm very opinionated. I like to talk, I'm strong willed. And it ain't, you know, for everybody, but I've always prided myself on being a good friend. Yeah. Like you depend, I will, you need some, I will be there. If I got to show up bleeding, bloody, half a foot cut off, I'm there. So that's something I've always like valued. That's a value of mine. So when I hear that I haven't been a good friend, it is like, oh. <gasps> Oh my God. And then I'm like, well, maybe we're not as good friends. Maybe. And then, oh, yeah. Well, this was a good discussion. I think, like, where we're ending right now, as far as like missteps or like points where we've realized, like, Ooh, I may not Mm -hmm. have like shown up as my best friend self in that moment. I think that's going to be really good for like a part two, like a next discussion. Yeah. Um, Like, how do we keep friends? Like Mm -hmm. after you make them, because we are in the, you know, we're in January is the the month of the cutoff. You know, people like I'm going into this new year. I'm cutting people off. You know, <laughs> like I'm cutting people off. I'm uh, all my yeah, new friends. Year, new year. Right. New yeah. year. They're, they're being left behind in 2019. And yeah. so I think it'd be good for us to discuss, like, how do you keep friends um, when you find out that either you haven't been the best friend mm-hmm. or the other person you perceive they haven't been the best friend? Like, how do you how do you keep that friendship going and is it worth it? Should you be cutting everybody off, you know, or should you maintain some of those relationships? So I think that's a good place to go into next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do want to 
because as we were talking, I was like, I want to go back and see what some of the other stuff was from that article that I read. Yeah. I do remember because we, you know, we were talking about like, how do you make friends as an adult? And just some of the recommendations from that study, um, one of them was don't overthink it. And I think April, you said that, like, let things kind of happen organically, naturally, um, you know, don't push it because it seems like it it's um it's but you're less successful mm-hmm. when you're trying to go out and maybe find um these people um to you know to initiate relationships um it also said to find your audience so like go and like get involved with like-minded people or people who share some of your same interests um and just kind of surround yourself in those spaces. And so hopefully the very natural and organic development of relationships can happen in those spaces. Um, they also said, which I thought was kind of interesting, was make a list of potential friends. Hmm. And, it, you know, they kind of phrase it sort of like how we do with therapy. Like we have our clients have homework assignments. Like, okay, these are some of the things that you want to um, you know, accomplish, um, make a list of, you know, how you're going to go about doing that. Well, they say make a list of potential friends in the sense of have there, are there people that you're already kind of, um, in proximity of, or have had some kind of pleasant exchange and see if it's possible for that individual to eventually become, um, an acquaintance and maybe later on a friend. And then lastly, they said to leverage your online community. So, you know, we're a lot of us connected on social media. You know, maybe you can get some of those 2,000, 3,000 friends you got, and maybe two of them (laughs) might actually be, you know, worth extending um, a a community, you know, a message to, to maybe see if you can navigate that into a off, you know, a, a, a real time real life um friendship yeah i think those are some really good points yeah really really good points i really like the part about um like being open to potential friends like figuring out who in your circle or who just in your area could be a potential friend you know like if you go to the same gym all the time and you know you laugh with the one person who always works out beside you but you guys don't talk after you leave it's like could that be a potential friend, you know, could that be a potential connection? Um, so like being open to that. Yeah, definitely. I like that. That's good. So what are some takeaways? So as we end this episode, are there things that you heard or things that you thought of that you'd like the listeners to take away with, with them? For me, as I was talking about <laughs> my limitations, <laughs> I think one of the takeaways that um, I would give the listeners is to, you know, kind of self-assess and see if there's anything in maybe some of your um, indirect behaviors that might be keeping you from maybe making the connection with people, Um and if there, are, if you do recognize some things, just kind of figure out, like, well, what is that about? Is that something that I can address? You know, can my delivery be different? Um, and then make adjustments as needed. Um, 
Yeah. And then maybe you can ask some of your current friends, like, what are some of the things that connect that, you know, that helped us connect or whatever. And um, just, you know, don't try to like change yourself, but like recognize if there's just certain things that, you know, you might be giving off <laughs> or maybe mm-hmm. not doing in the best way. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I think hmm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that was yeah. good. Um I totally agree with the self-reflection, self-assessment piece. Um I would just say let it happen. Like mm-hmm. don't force it, but also put yourself out there um when you want to make new friends and give your friends the opportunity to address the infraction or the wrong because mm-hmm. I think it happens with like romantic platonic relationships something will happen and you don't say anything and don't say anything say anything and then something else is like see and it's like well <laughs> you got to give people the opportunity just to know yeah. that hey when you said this it hurt me or when you do this it makes me feel x y and z so that you give people the chance to either correct or tell you well this is you know like so I think that's another piece of when we're talking about like kind of the part two yeah. of this is you got to give people the opportunity to to know um, yeah. when something is going wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think a takeaway for me is like putting yourself out there mm-hmm. um, from an introvert who likes to come home <laughs> and just be connected to the people that I know. Um, put yourself out there and be able to open up, kind of just be open to making new connections mm-hmm. um, and knowing that those new connections everybody's not going to be the best closest person that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's not going to be your person, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that they can't be connected to you. So Mm -hmm. still being open to those associates or like, Oh, you're just the person that I go to the craft store with, or you're just the person that I go running with, like be open to that being enough. Um, So that's the takeaway that I think I want people to hold on to. Yeah. Good episode, y'all. This was good. Well, before we go, we definitely want to take the time. Huh? I was was about to go into song and dance, girl. I was like, oh, we're friends. And it makes (laughs) um, child doing the most. (laughs) That is is classic Shari. And I'm over here like, what's next? (laughs) I'm surprised Shari didn't want to stand up and do a group hug, okay? I was like, I feel like we should sing like a chorus of Golden Girls. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I know we act like we ain't got a whole place to be. We supposed to be at a place at seven. It is 640. Oh, we definitely need to wrap up. Um, So we're going to go right into sending our loves. And we're going to um, jump off um, that. I will actually start um, because I know I struggled last time to figure out how to send my love. So I want to send my love to uh, our um, my uh, my fiance's realtor, who I guess is now also my realtor right now, who has been um, working with us. Um, her name is Tammy Eichelberger um, out of uh, the Aiken area. Um, with concierge and she's been really great she's such a sweet person and she has been very patient working with us to try to figure out um, how to navigate um, buying a new home it is extremely stressful for me right now I think he might be doing all right but I am losing my mind over here 
but she's been very um, helpful with that. And so I just want to send my love to her and thank you so much. And we appreciate your patience and your time um, with, um, and I promise we will find something and get out of your hair very soon. All right. What about you ladies? Who do you want to send your love to? Um, I will send my love out to Shannon. Shannon's one of my coworker friends. I don't really do coworker friends because I've seen, heard too many horror stories, but I have made some. Actually, would y'all meet? No, y'all not coworker. No. I was say, did we meet as coworker friends? No, because no, you guys Shannon were leaving. Through. No, I'm talking about like you and oh, Erica. Yeah. You guys were leaving, so that technically is not coworker. Right. Yeah, we didn't so. actually work together. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but usually I'm really boundary at work. Mm-hmm. I believe in work and home and that's it. But, you know, sometimes you meet really, really cool people. So Shannon is one of my friends uh, slash coworker. I'm sending my love out to her because she had to put her dog down over the break. Um, it was not expected. Um, and she also just had a birthday this week. Well, Shannon did. So sending my love and prayers and thoughts and good vibes out to her. Um, during this time, because losing a pet that you've had forever can be very, very, very hard. So, yeah. sending my love out to Shannon. Hey, Shannon. Happy belated birthday. Um, for me, I'm going to send my love out to all the awesome bartenders in the world. <laughs> We all three of us have mentioned like bartenders today. Um, and my favorite bartender was so clutch last night on a first date. Um, and so <laughs> he was so clutch and like looking out for me. So bartenders, I, the, especially the ones who know their customers and kind of connect with them and look out for them. I want to send my love to y'all. So my favorite bartender is at COA here in Columbia. Um, so I'm going to send my love out to him for looking out for me and for getting me through that date because um, it was not the best. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, I hope you all listeners think about um, things that have, or people or entities or places that have been um, beneficial to you and send your love out to them this week. Yes, please do. Um, so thank you all for listening. This has been a really cool episode. Thanks for, for hanging with us if you stay to the end. Um, so as always, you can find us on social social media at three sites and the mic. Um, you can also email us at three sites and the mic at Gmail. We are on Instagram, Facebook. Um, the number three Sykes and the mic please leave us a review if you have not done so already we really love hearing your feedback and you can also send us any questions or thoughts via any of those social media channels um, so as always thank you for listening and we will talk to you all next week bye, bye.